This means something. What is up, my friends, my family, my fandoms? We are excited to be here with you for another episode of your Nerd of Godcast. My name is Tony T, and for the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God. I'm so glad you're here, but guess what? We're not going to be doing this thing by ourselves. Sitting to my left, he is the very best at being the very worst. With me occasionally, will you please welcome Steve-O Supremo been a while it has been a while welcome back good keeping this party going often imitated but never successfully duplicated not even under the most pristine wuhan china laboratory conditions would you please welcome the big man quentin gregory neff since i said i'm sorry and it's been a while (laughs) (laughs) are we just gonna yarl our way through this yeah 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 uh, keeping this thing going, salty and sweet and conveniently pocket-sized, she's your window to the magic, my captain and yours, Jackie freaking Wilson. Hey, howdy, hey. Hey, hey, hey. And the nicest guy you'll ever meet until you're on the wrong side of a PvP match with him. He is Jamaican Ollie. Don't worry about a thing. <laughs> Everything's going to be all right. Everything. Amen. You're going to be right, Irie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she is here to kick butt and eat tacos but she's all out of tacos, straight out of Vault 31. Would you please welcome Megacon Liz? I'm still really upset about that taco, but you know what? We'll let it what be. So this is this is this is the truest thing. I, I and I when you said that you were eating tacos, I gave an LOL. But this is the I wrote that intro for you about 12 hours ago, before the tacos wow. and before you lost them. It was meant to be. It was as if the Lord gave me a vision that you were going to have tacos and then you were going to not have tacos. It was meant to be. (laughs) And I'm really sad. This is the darkest timeline. I had to give the prophecy. I did. She asked for a water. I got her a water. I tossed her the water. She did not catch the water. To be fair, she warned me that she was not going to be able to catch the water and she didn't. Water landed on her taco to go box, launched. The tacos <laughs> into the air, hoisted by their styrofoam petard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> spreading beans and lime and corn tortillas hither and yon. And it's uh rain oh. and tacos. I have been told from out of the sky. <laughs> tacos. <laughs> you guys are mocking her pain. <laughs> that, my tacos. I, I wish it did rain tacos. Like that one episode of The Simpsons where it was raining donuts. It, it is mm. see it's a good thing your dog didn't die today or something <laughs> like that. I'm looking over my dead dog Rover. You know, everybody's got a song for you. Uh, uh, you remember you were on the floor when I came in. You were picking up. That was taco. me picking up pieces of tacos. And you said and you were praying. I was, I was praying <laughs> that she didn't kill me. I was saying, Lord Jesus, don't let her stomp me while I'm down here. She said, "Do you owe me a bean taco?" And I said, "Okay, all right." Guys, a moment of silence. A moment of silence for Liz's tacos. Thank you for your respect. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. 
<laughs> oh gosh. Wait. Is the taco we, coming back from the dead? Are we gonna be Maybe. on? Count Tacula. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, you will be haunted by the spirit of tacos for the rest of your life. I want your queso. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to dip your castle. <laughs> you know, listen, that's the kind of uh that's the kind of paranormal experience I could probably get <laughs> yeah, down with. Yeah. My house is haunted. Every day is Taco Tuesday. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have talked about before I went to this ghost dance party. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, man. I'm like, I'm like, catch the water. All of a sudden, she's like, no. It's like that bounty commercial. And then she just looks at me. She just looks at me with this sadness in her face, and she's like, They ask you how you are. You just have to say that you're fine. You're not really fine. You just can't get into it because they would never understand. They would never understand. <laughs> never, never understand the loss of a taco. You, anyway, you while, while we're sitting here trying to, <laughs> while we're trying to do ministry and talk about Jesus and stuff, we're we've gotten off on a crazy uh, taco tangent and taco tangent band name called it. Uh, but here's my favorite enchilada, pushing all the buttons that keep this bucket of bolts flying. Would you please give it up for our own resident smart guy, Nick, the engineer. Hello. There he is. Yeah. And you two are part of this fun. Hopefully no one has smashed your tacos to bits and sent them flying. Uh, and if you're with us, we are so glad that you are here with us. Would you please kindly uh, let us know what's going on in your life? And uh, the best way that you can do that is by hollering at us across our social medias. Uh, would you guys please let us know how we can do that? Wherever there's people online who love Jesus and nerdy stuff, the Nerd of Godcast is there. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. Become a supporter of this ministry at patreon.com slash nerdofgodcast. You also can subscribe to our daily nerd devos on your favorite podcast app or on your Alexa. And finally, you can join our Facebook small group, the Nerd of God Squad, by going to nogsquad.com. The Nerd of God Squad. Share some memes and live your dreams. It's time for some news, everybody. And here is America's most trusted anchorman bringing us all the news that you can use. The big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. This is Neff News, Fairly Unbalanced. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Neff News. My name is Neff. Today's news is brought to you by Alligators. Alligators. The only reason they stay working here is for the dental. Mm. See you later. Oh, there you go. Here is your news in nerd culture this week. Many, many, many trailers and movie announcements have been dropped over the past two weeks, including for Gran Turismo, Twisted Metal, Beetlejuice 2, The Meg 2, Bad Boys 4, Indiana Jones 5, Iron Man 6, Star Wars 12, and Rocky 45, (laughs) a.k.a. Nothing Can Kill This Man, but something should have by now, right? (laughs) (laughs) Also, things are shutting down again, thanks to the strike by the Writers Guild of America. Production of uh, the Marvel film Blade has actually come to a halt, and even Saturday Night Live, the beloved sitcom show, or excuse me, skit show, has shut down for the season due to lack of writer availability. Which means, it's time to strike when the strike is striking. Uh, we are going to take advantage of the <laughs> we are going to take advantage of the writing vacuum and pitch great movies to hungry execs. So here's what I need. I need you guys to help me out. We're going to write a pitch for a movie. All right. All right, you guys ready? Let's do it. All right, we're going to go around a circle like this. So Jack, you go first. Jack, give me a character name. 
Alligator. Alley, first name Alley, last name Gator. 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 It's French. It's French. French. Got it. Got it. Got it. He's from Quebec. <laughs> Liz, I need an item. Um, tacos. Oh, there it is. Really, rip from the pages of today's headline. <laughs> Uh, Tony, I need an ability. An ability? Yes. The uh, ability to burp the alphabet. All it's impressive right. for alligator. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It all started when he was a child and realized he was the first letter of the alphabet. A is for alligator. <laughs> it just very, went from there. It's very intense. Steven, name a, profe- a profession. A profession? Yes. A uh, underwater basket weaver. <laughs> yes. Great. All Love right. that. This is going to win so many uh, awards. Oliver, name another profession. Uh, librarian. Yes. Librarian. Yes. That's great. Uh, Jackie, name a number. Eight. Eight. That used to be my favorite number. It is my favorite number. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight. All right, we're almost done. Uh, name an animal. Kittens. Nice. Mm. And Tony, I need a tribal name, a tribal sounding name. Ngawa. Ngawa. Got it. All right, everybody. I'm curious. I want to know. All right, guys. Hear me out. Cut the music. All right, guys. Here's the pitch for the movie. All wait, right. wait, wait. What's the theme? Like, what's the the vibe of this movie? What's the 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 genre? The flavor? Uh, it's a little bit of everything. It's a nice. It's a mix. It, it's it's a four quadrant movie. Okay. Can you do this in your best movie theater announcer voice? Sure. Call me this summer. Yeah. Right. Uh, Alligator finds a magical taco that grants him the ability to burp the alphabet, despite his deep, dark, mysterious past involving an underwater basket weaver. And his mother, who was a librarian. <laughs> Which leads to the breaking a part of their family at the tender age of eight years old. The only way to fix it is to return the taco to the kitten king, Ongawa. I'd watch it. If I yeah. ever get a cat, I'm going to name Michael it Bay, next <laughs> summer. <laughs> yeah, we're we're trying to get Michael Bay on this. Maybe a little Shia LaBeouf, a little Transformers reunion. You Alligator, this time. It's personal. There you go. <laughs> See you later, alligator. Cut it, print it. WB hit us up or Paramount. We're not. We're not too choosy. No, no, no. we'll take eight, anything. Eight twenty four is gonna hit. Pick so that one now up. we have our movie. We could pay for all the all the great things in uh, in the world and yeah. uh, and uh, everything we want. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, this has been a, uh, enough news happening here today and a blessed tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you, Neff, for that news <laughs> and that completely unsolicited editorial that we we didn't know we needed, but here we are. I'm just saying, hit us up. We're, we're, we're here, America. <laughs> we are here. Well, well, now that we know everything that's going on in the world, let's find out everything that is going on with you in a quick section uh, session that we call... What is hey. up? Hi, how are you? How you doing? So what's up, G? Just living a life, having some prune juice. True, true. What is up? Tell us what's going on with you, Oliver Gale. 
Uh, well, I just found out that my mom decided to get a chicken coop. Congratulations. Ooh. My grandma had a chicken coop. Really? Awesome. Are there chickens yeah. in the chicken coop? Not just yet. <laughs> it's just a coop. It's, just a coop. <laughs> it's like that aquarium that's been in my garage for 12 years. No fish. <laughs> oh, you too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she got a chicken coop uh, delivered last week, and the run it w- was delivered over the weekend, and... We're supposed to put everything together, and then she asked me if I would buy her a chicken. I said, "Yeah, I'll probably sponsor you at least one chicken." So. How, how much and does that, a chicken cost? Because maybe I want to buy her a chicken. Well, I googled it, and they said for a uh, egg laying hen, uh, they cost between twenty to fifty dollars. Can I get her a fancy chicken, like the fluffy ones? Well, can, can I would ask she a question? Want one? I'm not a probably. chicken biologist, but I do know how God created the animals, and. To, to have a chicken that lays eggs, do you no. or do you not need a rooster? No. You, you need one if you want that egg to turn into another chicken. But a, right. a, a, a I get no, okay, so, so I, no, 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 no. My, my brain has now filled the gaps. I know how biology works. <laughs> I, I, that, I have a wife. I, I, I get it. Okay. The eggs that you <laughs> no, no, no Stephen, you don't need to keep talking about it. I get don't it. Have no, Stephen, I understand. <laughs> Would you please shut up? <laughs> that was for the education of everybody else. <laughs> Don't think I know a buttload of crap about a buttload of crap, but I do. Okay. Oh, it's good to be back, Stephen. Yeah. Great to have you. Okay, but like seriously, I do want to get your mom like one of the fancy fluffy chickens. Okay. If she wants if, one. If you, okay. if you, if you, sure. if you they're so cute. If you get fancy chickens, you have to call it a coupe. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you had you, but you have to get that and build it first. So, so we answered the question: What comes first, the the chicken or the coop? Yes. And it's the coop because yes. otherwise you have a chicken and then it leaves. It's free range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my 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 father-in-law, he's a he's a dad joke guy, and he was trying to explain to me. He said. You know what would be really, you know, what makes a lot of sense? And it was kind of like based on a meme. And he was telling me, why didn't they just take a chicken? And uh, why didn't Frodo just take the one ring and tie it to a string and put it around the chicken's neck and just lead the chicken up to Mordor? Because (laughs) that way the ring wouldn't corrupt Frodo. And how much trouble could like a chicken cause, right? I've never oh, played Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> so I was so proud of myself because my instant response was, it, it, to me, it was maybe the greatest single thing I've ever done in my entire life. But without missing a beat, I said, that wouldn't work. And he said, well, why not? I said, because one doesn't just balk into Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save that one for my 9 o'clock meeting on Thursday. I'm just saying I've never been so proud of myself <laughs> ever. Uh, I have a son. I didn't feel as good on that day. But the chicken <laughs> joke, new, new high score. Better than your me. wedding day better better than than any day any oh, day wow. uh, quentin what's going on with you uh chicken I, related or otherwise well i, I mean I, I eat some sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but um i uh i finished uh a nine month program for my uh pastoral licensing nice. so i finished that up uh, a couple weeks ago so finished the mip and, and now he's now he's a, he's an mi daddy Nine months later. <laughs> the P stands for Padre. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. You, you, you do have to take your test now. Yes, next week, next oh, Tuesday. Awesome. Oh. What, are, are, you, got this. What, are you taking it at the state office? Or are you taking I it? have no clue. You better find out. That's the first question <laughs> yeah. of the test. That's the pass-fail question. Does <laughs> it you show up or not? <laughs> you show up or not. If you don't show up, you get no points. Yeah, it makes uh, sense. Hey, man, that's great. We're going to be cheering for you, dude. Uh, let, us, let us know how that goes. And I think it's that's, only that's 300 awesome. questions. It's so o- should be fun. Listen, so hey, it's, that's about it's bad. based on... 
it's it's biblical questions like Old Testament, New Testament questions, uh, church history and polity, and what's the other section? It's been a long time since uh, I took this test. Doctrine. Yeah, sure. And, uh, like that. So basically, the same questions that they asked for the. No, 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 no. It's no? it's no. They're they're. Do they go even more into history yeah, and polity? I'm, I'm telling you that. that oh, yeah, they, the the hard, This was the hardest one. To, of the three? To, uh, to me. Oh, wow. To me. Well, this Quizlet better not be lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to do great, man. We're cheering you yeah. on. That's awesome. Jackie, Jackie, what's going on with you? Well, I had a um, uh, almost food destruction happen to me this past week. Uh, oh, okay. No. Um, so uh, my boyfriend, Mike, and I went to go get some uh, Chinese food. Uh, okay. His mom's in town visiting. So Love this like, story so Let's far. Let's go get some Chinese food. Okay. So we hop in. We go to Hot Bo, which is a local Chinese place in our area. For not those a sponsor. No, not a sponsor. <laughs> um, and on our way back home, we're both obviously okay, but we got into a car accident. What? Um, yeah, my car got totaled. Lady didn't yield to oncoming traffic. Um, my airbags deployed. I've got some pretty cool bruising on my so, leg. So it was her fault. It was her fault. And you're okay. I'm okay. Mike's okay. Everyone else involved is okay. Um, which is fantastic. The Chinese food was okay. Okay, good. Uh, I was that's oh, very oh, in my seat. The yes. most important thing, I have a picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the soup was still in the container. It hey, did not drip. Won't he do it? Well, won't yeah. he do it? <laughs> Give him the glory. And it was something to eat while we waited for Florida Highway Patrol oh, to get there. Oh, my goodness. Was Mike's mom in the car, too? No, she was not, thank uh, God, because uh, I don't have airbags in the back seat. So Oof. it would have been it would have been really rough. If, I, need, I mean, I need, it was already rough as is. But I need Rosa to be protected at yeah, all times. Rosa, she must yes. be protected at all costs. She was <laughs> thankfully home uh, at Mike's place, so we were just on our way back. But I've been dealing with insurances. Yeah. Um, um, and praise God, it's going to be taken care of. Good, good, so. good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, as Launchpad McQuack said, any crash you can walk away from is a good crash, Mr. Oh, yeah. McDee. So good job. We're, we're glad that you're okay. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the number one most important thing. Liz. So a few things, just two things. Um, today I got my ticket for the Jonas Brothers concert. Five albums in one night, right? Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Is it, is it rude to ask how much you paid? Okay, then I better, yeah, I better, if, I better if, not ask. It's not Taylor Swift level, is it? Well, close enough. Well, here's the thing. Me, oh. me and my best friend are going to go, and we went 2019, and we sat in the first section, and we are doing that this year, too, so you can imagine. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Devin is not happy. <laughs> Treat yourself. No, that's uh, congratulations, I guess. Thanks. I'm not a Jonas Brothers fan, but I know people who would physically harm me if I said that in their presence, so I guess... And you're Jonas, right next to me. Jonas mm-hmm. Brothers people are yeah. pretty pretty serious about that. Tony's so. never Swifties been to the year 2000. I, I, <laughs> first tacos, now Jonas Adam. Brothers. I know. Look at you. I'm here to make enemies tonight. Don't worry, uh, Tony. Nothing's changed except we live underwater. <laughs> and your great 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 granddaughter, she's doing fine. You're doing fine. Yeah. What? It's lines from a song. It's oh, the Jonas, the Jonas Brothers. Brothers. Oh, I don't listen to the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Uncultured. And I'm pretty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Stephen. Um, I guess the only thing that's really changed is I got a puppy. Yeah. Did I, you get a puppy? Uh, or did I, I got a puppy. And my <laughs> wife got a puppy. Uh, we got a little German Shepherd puppy. Uh, drove all the way up to Georgia to get her. Her name is Ahsoka. So um, and a she's adorable. Oh my gosh. Derivative. <laughs> I love that dog. But German. My, my hand 
is covered right now with bite marks because mm-hmm. this dog just likes to nibble. Yep. Uh, yeah. But uh, Brittany has a allergy to peppers, and it's getting worse to where she's starting to develop anaphylactic symptoms. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so like she went to a doctor, and he's like, yeah, you need to get an EpiPen and think about getting a service dog. So we're getting her trained to be able to smell peppers and food. Mm-hmm. So she's already started Like green dog. peppers, red peppers? All the peppers. All the Except peppers? for like black table pepper. Yeah. And... and uh, like white, like peppercorn, she can have, and she's okay but, with Peppa Pig, but yes, mm. but, but just barely, just barely. But she can't stand Uma Thurman. <laughs> Pepper. Oh, not wait, that's not who's Uma Thurman. No, I'm thinking of Gwyneth Paltrow. Hey, they're everybody. the same person to me. What's the worst? But like the fruit vegetables. Yeah. It's a fruit, but everyone knows that as a vegetable. The pepper. Is like, this a dog story or a pepper story? It's turned into a pepper story. Uh-huh. But anyway, we got the dog. She's adorable. And uh, she is crazy. Mm-hmm. But we've been told that German Shepherds are crazy puppies, are. but yes. incredible adult dogs. They can be crazy as adults, though. So oh, no, we're getting it where she is being trained. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go ahead and stop you there. You guys can pick up this conversation on our sister show, The Nerd of Dogcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Don't even like let Brittany know that that was a thing because she will host it. Mm. And I'll join her. Yeah. Do I have can to I have... talk about my bunny as well? No. <laughs> Do I have can't. to have dyslexia to join? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, um, I have uh, I picked up an old game. It's been around for a long time, and I just kind of ignored it and ignored it, and it went on sale. And I just thought um, that I'm going to pick it up because I was curious about it. And it's a game called The Stanley Parable. <gasps> I yeah. love that game. I've heard of that. Oh, I, I love it. Game. Did you get the newest version mm-hmm. of it? Uh, yeah, yeah. So nice. it's The Stanley Parable Two, technically. Yeah. But it's wrapped up into The Stanley Parable One, and so they weave more. the sequel into the first game, and it's. And I, I had, I went in completely cold, had no idea what to expect, and um, and it was, it has been an absolute delight to kind of discover all of these cool winding paths. And I won't even, I'm not even going to tell you the concept or the the plot of the game. Uh, for one reason, I, I don't still fully understand it, and two, um, <laughs> if you're going to play it, which I do recommend, it's a it's a really interesting game. Um, uh, I I recommend that you go into it not knowing anything. Yeah. Uh, I will say cool. this: done. If you like games, if if, if a game like Portal ministers to you oh yes this is this is a a very very uh similar font to portal so uh definitely definitely humorous definitely um kind of mind bending and and worth a pickup i think i got it on sale on the nintendo switch for like 12 bucks oh if it's still on sale pick it up i I probably would have paid i think it's 20 dollars normally i probably would have paid full price if i would have known how much i would have enjoyed it but um you know absolutely you know go into it without Without as much knowledge as you can, you'll you'll enjoy. Immeasurably replayable. Yeah, and uh, speaking of immeasurable, um, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later on. I am immeasurably excited that at the time of this recording, we are only three days away from the Tears, Tears of, of the, the Kingdom. Kingdom. Oh, yeah. The sequel to The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild is going to be coming out. It is already downloaded on my Switch. So it is downloaded on my Switch and waiting for Friday to come to unlock it. And uh, Friday is my wife's birthday. So happy I, birthday, Sheena! I'm sorry, Sheena. So no, we, my, my son threw the gauntlet down, and he said, "No, we will not play it on her birthday." What a good boy! Because we want we can wait until Saturday, and that'll be fine. But then we found out that she has to work all day on Friday. So Christian's mm-hmm. like, "Game on!" I'm calling out. Of work. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I guess he's gonna play together on your couch. I, I, no, I'm gonna make him go to his room because I don't want to. I don't want him. We're, we're playing separately, oh. so I don't want to experience what he's mm-hmm. experiencing, and yeah. I don't want him to to do mine. So uh, we're we're gonna we'll we'll play and then we'll come back together and compare notes. Mm-hmm. Who just burped into their microphone? <laughs> it wasn't I'm me. Sorry. But I Taco Liz burped. I try to get out. Of it, Liz, like, you nasty. <laughs> I don't know how much you try to get out of it because I was directly into the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't eat tacos. You said? <laughs> <laughs> well, like. I guess then it could have been worse. Uh, well, I, Although that might have been the worst thing that I've ever heard on this podcast. Uh, we do want to talk a little bit about the best thing ever. And this is the final round of this season's best thing ever. That's right, everybody. It's the last round, the final round of best thing ever. We have been talking about the best nerdy vehicles. Uh, all the great things. We had a lot of... Uh, Batmobiles, we had uh, Knight Riders, Kit was in there at one point. A lot of great, great, great vehicles. Was but, there. <laughs> yeah, well, he was. He, he made it to the semifinals, though. But uh, it came down the very end to the Back to the Future DeLorean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus the Ghostbusters Ecto-1. Both oh, of no. them absolutely iconic. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 84 this, 85. This could have gone... Really, either way, and I would have been completely satisfied. I, I yep. must say, as a Back to the Future fan and rooting for the DeLorean, I would not be upset if it was upheld, like if it was defeated by either a Batmobile or the Ecto One. Yeah, and as a Ghostbusters fan, I just want to win. <laughs> <laughs> so this was decided by our Nerd of God Squad on yes. the Nug Squad Facebook group, and uh, and they voted. And uh, how how definitive was it? Was it close? It was. I mean, it was pretty close. It was ninety six to four. <laughs> oh, oh, that I is oh, the so opposite of close. Sorry, I, I, did I say close? I meant I meant not close. That yeah. was okay. It's the op- oh, open. What is? Okay. It? Oh, that's close. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. That wasn't funny. All right. Far. <laughs> Who won? For the love of God! Oh, I'm sorry. I'm stalling. Um. I'm going to fight you, Quentin. (laughs) The DeLorean. And all was well. Even without the fact that it's the only thing in there that couldn't use its actual abilities. It still (laughs) won. That's that's what you get, Tony, for trying to destroy it. I didn't try to destroy anything. I had to level the playing field. The cool thing about the DeLorean is you can cook an egg on it in, in the right heat. You can, you <laughs> no, can, it's you cold. Can also make it's cold. very cold. You can also make ice. steel. Thought that means you, you can make ice hot. cream on Roll it. Roll up ice cream. That's oh, right. Yeah, okay. Well, th- this is actually really kind of cool because I just I had ready uh, ready on the on the line waiting here for us just in case. Uh, this is this was the results for best thing ever on the line with us right now here on your nerd of Godcast, part of the sanctuary church longwood family would you please welcome to the show my friend my wonderful hero just uh, one of the best people you'll ever want to meet in your entire life the lovely jody kobach hey jody you're on the nerd of Godcast. hello my darling pastor how are you <laughs> i am wonderful miss <laughs> jody how are you Ooh, I'm... <laughs> well jody i'm calling you for a very interesting reason tonight this season of our podcast we've had a bracket system called the best thing ever where we have compared and contrasted all of the different vehicles from across nerdy movies fandom everything from the uh the the knight rider car to the batmobile uh, to the Ecto-1 from the Ghostbusters. And tonight we have announced our winner, and that is the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now many of you are wanting to know why I'm calling some random lady from our church to give her this news. Because Jody, uh, her maiden name is... 
DeLorean. No. Oh. Which is not actually oh. just... <laughs> not I'm actually interested. just Yeah, not just coincidental, in fact. Uh, Jody and her husband, Don, were in my office, and I have a, a little model DeLorean in my office from Back to the Future, and uh, Don pointed it out and said, Jody, that's your car. And I said, ha, yeah, okay. And uh, come to find out that it is actually... Uh, Jody, Jody DeLorean's car because the DeLorean is not coincidental. She is actually part of the DeLorean family. Wow. Oh my goodness! No way! Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I had a very blessed upbringing, and um, John was my uncle, and his three brothers were Charles and Jack and George. So, I mean, we're about as closely related as we can get. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, this isn't just like some family friend that you know see at picnics or something like that, Uncle. This is like actually her her dad's brother. And uh, I just think that is pretty rad. Have, have you ever had a chance? Have you ridden in a DeLorean motor car vehicle? Oh, but of course. Yes, I, <laughs> I used to own one. And I believe my oldest brother still has his in storage. But he actually painted his candy apple red. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, real quick, survey time. Is that okay, or is the Lord displeased? That's fine. Ooh, okay. I mean, they, oh, I'll have a red sound zone. Hey, it's his. He can do what he I am, I am displeased, but he it is his car, and but but for as far as we're concerned, they're all your cars. So every time yeah. we see a DeLorean, we're gonna uh, we're gonna raise our thumbs up to the sky, and we're gonna say God bless Jody, God bless uh, the DeLorean family. Yes. But uh, we just wanted to present this honor to you on behalf of uh, your uncle John and uh, all of the fine people that made Back to the Future, and say thank you for this tremendous vehicular gift. And Jody, vicariously, you are the best. Thing, thing ever. ever. Wish I could live up to that, but I'll <laughs> Thank you, Miss Jody. God bless you and good night. And congratulations. God bless. We'll see you Sunday. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Jody and Kovac, so everybody. So so now that I know this. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, I, and I have and an I please end. get a DeLorean. Is there a way for me to get a DeLorean? You'll have to talk to Jody about that on oh, Sunday. I, I, I may. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is really cool. That worked out because I didn't have anybody for the Ecto-1. So, uh, we're going to play a little game. I don't know what this game is, but Steven, uh, coming back yes. after like a six-month absence, decides, I'm bringing a game with me. So let's yeah. see if Steven's game is any good and judge him accordingly. Well, we know my history with the games on this show. They're either, <laughs> they're either terrible or, yeah. So <laughs> I believe in you, Steven. So, They're either terrible or bearable. We don't have any buzzers or anything like that right now, so we don't think we need buzzers. This is kind of be like if you know it, shout it out type thing. Okay. So this game is called I Sing You MCU. So what I've done is I've compiled some audio recordings of different actors from the MCU that you may not have known can actually sing. Some of these are going to be a little bit harder, uh, easier than others. Some of them might be a little bit difficult. So if you guys need any clues, I can give you guys some clues for them. Um, Nick has the audio. And this was inspired not at all by anybody in the MCU. But I actually <laughs> found out that there was an actor I did not know was a singer that could sing. And Nick, I think it's the first one on the list there. It should be like like one A, um, like uh, inspiration. If you can play that one. Playing. I don't think we tested these. Fantastic. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Long intro. Oh. <laughs> See, it was this, my fault. This is where I get to edit, guys. <laughs> I am so sorry. That is my fault. That's okay. As long as it wasn't mine. I'm gonna give a quick. <laughs> Wait. 
Oh, no, not that one. That can't be the inspiration. No, that's not. That's just the first one. That's the easiest one. There it is. All right, here it is. Can you can you just play it again, Nick? Hold on. iTunes is being very disagreeable. You didn't run, you didn't hide, you knew I wanted just to hold you. Just by the voice, you guys can guess who this is. Go ahead. Michael Douglas? Nope. Now this is a younger version of this of this actor, right? Before he was known as an actor. Does anybody have any final guesses for that one? I'm not sure. That was none other than Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci oh. started out as a singer before becoming an actor, but then also became a rapper briefly. Wow. Um, it was an MCU character. No, not there. an MCU character. Oh, this wow. one has nothing to do with the MCU, but that was the inspiration. Oh, I said see, that. I, I said oh. that before. I, I said that. Part. No, but hearing finding that out made gotcha. me think like, whether well, actors can. Then I went to the MCU version oh, of that. Oh, I was gotcha. so confused. I did. I did. If everyone will go back you, and you hit did, rewind, you did I did say it. this you person. Did say it. I just didn't catch it. So we'll go with this first one. It's the easiest of them all. So you guys could just know who this is. Y'all can. We're not going to keep score. Just see who can figure this out. Go ahead, Nick, and play the first one. Up in horsey heaven, here's a thing. You trade your legs for angels' wings. You know it, say it. Chris, the legendary Star-Lord. Christopher James Pratt. I don't know if that's his middle name. No, um, to so, get to the chorus. Oh yeah, turn it back up. Turn it back no, up. No, 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 no. We got. We have a. You, yeah. You're the one who has the, the show short. <laughs> that's true. So please don't eat up all yeah, the time I in the w- middle. I wasn't able to actually edit these down. My computer went nuts, so I had to like just give Nick the full versions of these songs. That's fine. So um, they're going to get significantly harder after this because mm-hmm. that was the easiest one. But Nick, go ahead and it's play the song. next one. Break of day, the dawn is here. Johnny's up and pacing. Is that Jeremy Renner? It's not Jeremy Renner. Or persevere. Is my a little bit of a hint. It's a newer addition to the MCU. Johnny has no no, never mind. It's not a newer one, but I was like, is this Sebastian Stan? But he's not new. No. He's only been in one MCU movie. He's not the star. Kit Harrington. Nope. But Johnny can't decide. He was this is from the this might help. This is from the musical Tick Tick Boom. Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. I didn't know he could sing. Neither did I. He, he learned was... how to sing for Tick Tick Boom. Spider Man. Did, he's did doing you say he's well. only been in one MCU movie? One official MCU movie. Because spectacular. The, those other yeah. Spider Man wasn't MCU. They're they can be grandfathered in, but he's only been in one official MCU movie released in the MCU. I'm already yeah. I'm already sick of this game. Probably. Keep going. All right, go to the next <laughs> one, Nick. Yes. Brie Larson? It is Brie Larson. I was going to say, good. I'm like, hold on. Her voice. I had this is very Nick- Disney, like, this is very early 2000s. N- yes. Like. Yeah. She started off as a pop singer and then turned into an actress. I had a second one for, for mm-hmm. her. 
if Nick, if you want to play the next one, but skip like 30 seconds in. She's the lead singer of Clash of Demon Head. Yes, it was the uh-huh. it was the Black Sheep. Steven, we've only got so much time left okay. on the show, man. All right. All right. We'll go to the Nick. Let's go ahead and skip uh, the next one and go to the one after that. The singing in this one's not great. It's Tom Hiddleston. It is Tom Hiddleston. But he's singing oh, about wow. Jesus. He d- he did a he did a country movie. That's yeah. the only reason why I know it he was him. A, <laughs> he did a Hank Williams biopic. Yep. Oh. That's oh, the only wow. reason why I know that this is him. Yeah. I was waiting for a country song. It's a pretty good uh, Hank right. Williams impression. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Nick, for the next one. Never mind, Chris. <laughs> this is not That's Jeremy Renner. There you go. Nope. No, no? not Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Jeremy Renner sings just like that. Uh-huh. Not Jeremy Renner. Is it, this isn't RDJ. It's RDJ. It's RDJ. This is R- I was, was going to say yeah. that. I was like, mm, maybe it's not that. Wow, All one right. of these has to be Jeremy Renner. Nick, Nick, for the next one, can you skip ahead 20 seconds before you press play and kind of uh, fade into it? That one has a very long intro. This is no. You wait, because I know you know this one. This is Jeremy Renner. Nope. No? It's not Jeremy Renner. Oh, I know it. Once you know it, you can hear it in the voice. Yeah. I just want to give everyone a chance to hear. I think I have an idea. Go ahead. I don't Take want to say the wrong thing, but say it. Well, you said MCU, right? By yeah. the wayside. Then maybe it's not. No, just say it. There's no, there's no, there's only one right answer. So anything else is gonna be wrong. I love this you're, song. You're not the first one to get it. Wrong. I don't think they're gonna be a. I don't think they're MCU though. Who is it? Just say it. I was gonna say Hugh Jackman. No, but he will be in the MCU. Yeah, so yeah. You're not, but you're it's not, not Hugh Jackman. Neff, go ahead. It's Bradley Cooper. It's Bradley Cooper. <gasps> no oh, way. Yeah, this is okay. from the movie A Star Is Born. I nice. can hear it. All right, and then Nick finally for the last one. Is it Jeremy Renner? Sorry, but it's Jeremy Renner. (laughs) (laughs) I had to get it eventually. I knew he sang. You're just going to guess. If you guess Jeremy Renner on every single one that's not a female, then you will get it eventually. Well, is it that or Scarlett Johansson? Clocks right twice a day. No, I skipped the Scarlett Johansson one. Oh, Oh, that's the one I might have would have gotten. Was it her song from Sing or Sing 2? It was the song from Sing. I I would have gotten that one. Oh, man. I was just trying to be faster. That was fun. I liked that. Thank you. All right. That was good. That was Icing UMCU. Not really like a full, like, fledged game because there's no winner. We're all winners. We're all winners. Because we get to listen to the dulcet tones of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Joe Pesci. <laughs> and Joe Pesci. That was from the album Little Joe Sure Can Sing. Little Joe. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. Thank you, Steven. Yeah. I'm and sorry. No, Don't be sorry. No, it was sorry. a fun that game. Fun. I, I liked, liked it. They yeah. all liked it, Steven. Oh, yes. I was apologizing to Tony. He checked out after song two. <laughs> I, yeah, I sure did. I liked it. It, it was, was awesome. That's what it was. I think we should play it again. All right, right play, now. play number, number <laughs> five, Nick. <laughs> Don't do it, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I had already closed iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, you're hired. Good job. Uh, 
Uh, we, we've so so Zelda's coming out. Yes, it is. And mm-hmm. and I have been very excited about this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. It was it's been like a year since they dropped this uh, announcement, like this release date. That sounds about right. Like an actual release date. Mm-hmm. And I w- I was thinking. So the other day I was talking to Megacon Liz, and I said, Liz, uh, these games that are coming out, like what is a game that you think like this game is important? <laughs> like this one that's coming out. Like like what's something that's coming out that you're going this game because because there's games that are released. Every single week. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. just slews of games. Yeah. I was on the PlayStation Network today just looking to see what games were on sale. And they had a game called um, Jumping Hamburger. Oh, oh fun. Oh, oh. yeah. Is no it like Doodle Jump but with a hamburger? No, I just think it's a it's a hamburger. Uh-huh. And then you can make it jump and it keeps score of how many times you make it jump. Oh. And I don't think it's, it's not, a really it's dumb not, game. It's not a platformer. It's just you push the button to make it jump, and it counts. I think. I think that's, that's all the game. That that's all there is. Sometimes the, that's all you need. It's a hamburger sitting on a counter that you make jump. But then, yeah. but wait, there's more. There's more because the makers from the makers of jumping hamburger. There's also jumping French fries. There's oh jumping falafel. There's oh, jumping whoa. taco. There's jumping chocolate cake. There's jumping, and it just and I, I I think I counted probably about twenty different varieties before I stopped counting. Oh my god! Jumping insert the name of food here. Yeah. Do they're all seventy dollars because they're all on the PS Five. No, they're they're all on sale. Like right now, I think they're like a dollar and seven cents or something like that. Oh. Which I was thinking, even a dollar and seven cents is too much for me just to hit the X button to and watch falafel right. jump. No, I mean, I'm about to get the jumping buffet. So uh, somebody <laughs> somewhere is submitting these games, and I'm I'm all for PlayStation supporting independent game developers. Great, that's awesome. But um, but but. Somebody somewhere submits a game and there's a release date. Like they tell their mom, they tell their friends, they tell their coworkers, hey, you guys, it's coming out this week on the PlayStation Store. You guys can can download Jumping Enchilada this week <laughs> for PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. You know, like, and, and I'm just thinking, that's not an important game. None of you were aware of it. It's not a big deal. But Zelda's coming out yeah. and it's all I see on my news feed. It's all like I'm actively avoiding spoilers because mm-hmm. there, there's stuff out there. So I asked Liz, I said, what's a, what's a game that's coming out that you think? Think, like this game is going to be important. This is going to be one that that everybody takes notice of. And I was really surprised by your answer, which was Dragon Age Two, Dragon Age the the second Dragon Age, I guess, which is four, right? Dragon, the, the, Age. Dragon Age Inquisition Two, pretty much Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Gotcha. And which I was surprised because I, I I would probably disagree with that and say like I don't know I I know I know this is the first <laughs> time I've heard that that's coming out. I didn't even know that was a game. <laughs> Your nerds, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but so yeah, that's so that was an important game to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So somewhere, somebody thought that that uh, jumping gyro was uh, was an important game to them too. So I I want to know like what is it that would make everyone around this table go, oh yeah, oh that one is an important game. If not Dragon Age Four, uh, mm-hmm. the Reckoning or whatever, <laughs> Blood Wolf, Dread Wolf, Dread Wolf. And and I know I know why it's important to you yes. because you have an investment in it. I do. Like. You, she explained to me at length. It was like almost one of those my fault for asking. Mm-hmm. She's like, because in the last game, you you can romance this character, and I went back and I played it, and, I, and then this story continued on where that character became the bad guy in the DLC, and he's going to take over the world, and the story's going to continue, and it's going to continue in Dreadwolf, and now we got to pick up the game. So it's really important to you. I'm surprised you remembered what I said. I listen when you talk. Wow, is his name good o- Oberon? 
Soulless. Soulless. Yeah, no, exactly oh, the same. I'm sorry. I romanced Oberon. <laughs> In a different game that I'm not going to tell you what it is. Wait, now. wait, wait. I romanced the stone. What, am, what, what did I do wrong here? Michael Douglas. Right? Uh, Kathleen Turner. The so so. What would be something that like if you bring it up in a room full of nerdy people, like everyone would go, oh yeah, that's that's huge. That's going to be huge. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use Zelda as an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Spider Man Two. The, the, uh, oh now, yeah. And, and which oh, which yeah. immediately draws a line in the sand between non PlayStation people, right? And yeah. PlayStation, yeah. Well, but, and it, but still, I mean, it's it's gonna be. It could be like. Uh, a generation defining defining game, or it could be crap because we've been burned by Spider-Man games before. Yeah, but not by these Spider-Man games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I not will say by the, Insomniacs. the first Spider-Man game was was very very good, yes. and, and even and, and even Miles the, the overinflated oh, DLC Miles Morales, Miles Morales was oh. very good. Yeah. Um, all right. What else? What's something that's important? Um, I, I don't know when this is coming out because they announced it like seven years ago, um, and it's probably going to be one of those draw line in the sand uh, with consoles. Is Elder Scrolls Six? Yes. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely I agree. Don't want to get a, an Xbox. That would be literally the only game that would make me want to get an Xbox is either Elder Scrolls Six or Fallout Five, mm. whichever one happens first. And they're You're missing uh, out. Yeah, and they're both going to be uh, Xbox. I'll just get a play. I'll just get a PC and just play it on PC. There, there you go. go. You could do that. Yeah. Seems like it'd be cheaper to get an Xbox. I am also really excited for Fallout 5. Mm. Other than, obviously, Tears of the Kingdom, because everyone knows that I'm a Zelda nerd, I'm also very excited for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Ooh. Is that the remake part two? Part two. Yeah. Yes. And again, that's another one. I think it's huge. And for oh. me, because I'm invested in it, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that that game captured the broad spectrum of kind of like it got it, it didn't bring new people on board i don't think maybe it as much me. as it could have but then yeah i have a different connection to the yeah. game <laughs> and so and that's what i'm saying like i think it was big i think it was important it was a you know game 20 something years in the making mm-hmm. right but um I, I don't know if it becomes like this is so important are, are people going to and i'd love to hear what your opinion is mm-hmm. um, did anybody hear that game was coming out and say oh i gotta be i gotta be a part of that I did, but uh, my whole thing with Final Fantasy games is there's just so much to know, and like, cause, and I found this with every. I, I just recently started playing a Final Fantasy game, uh, Class Zero, which is one that came out in 2015. Anyway, the point is, there's always so much to to do in the game. Mm-hmm. The different systems you have to learn, you have to keep track of. That it can be a little jarring if you if you're not used to that kind of stuff in Final Fantasy. Yeah. So that, now the non the not numbered, even though it's Class Zero, they're not numbered Final Fantasy games are not like technically Final Fantasy core games. Right. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot. You can get like Crystal Chronicles and, Mm -hmm. you know, Final Fantasy, you know, Doki Doki Nursery, you know, (laughs) Simulator, like whatever. Like (laughs) there's a ton of weird, like offshoot Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Um, But, but, you know, a a misconception is, well, I I don't want to play Final Fantasy seven because I didn't play the first six. So I'm not going to know what's Mm -hmm. going on. But they don't continue one solid contiguous story. So, You like, I was able to play it and understand it pretty well. Yeah, well, seven, I played, it's, it's standalone. I mean, yeah, yeah, like, I, I played the original first because that was a really important game to my boyfriend, Mike. So, like, he walked me through it. It was a whole, like, bonding thing we did. And then when the remake came out, it was just, like, a huge thing. And I feel like even if you've never played a Final Fantasy game and you played Final Fantasy VII Remake um, or Integrade, uh, you could come in and just enjoy the story. Yeah, because you're starting. You're, you're starting it from from zero story. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I think it's good. I think it's very well done. I don't know that it's. And there might be people out there listening and screaming and throwing their like uh, chocobo 
stuffed animals at yes. their radio. I right want now. a chocobo. Uh, but and they're calling you Koopo. Over <laughs> Koopo. And over Koopo. and over Koopo. again. Koopo. Sorry, hey, back, hey, back off with the Moogle stuff. Uh, but again, uh, I'm saying things right now that many people are going. I don't understand these references because I don't know that it's it, it has that mainstream massive mm-hmm. like importance. Uh, what's something? What's another game that's coming out that you go? That's an important game. Like that's a that's a moving the story for gaming forward game. I'm not. I don't condone this game. I just know it's going to be a massive game, and that the the franchise has a very big following. The next season of Fortnite. Yeah, I get it. No, you're gonna uh, say, I know what you're going to say. Uh, GTA Six. GTA Six. Oh, never is, mind. And that's. I think it's going back. Wait, to, what did you think he was going to say? I thought he was going to say Diablo Four. That's what I thought. No, he was I've never say. played. I never played any of the Diablo games. Uh, I didn't even know that was coming out until you just said it. June 2nd. But they just released the <laughs> trailer for, I guess, first, and they're going back to Vice City. Like, it's that's the era, the era style that they're going to. I think that it's an interesting thing when you, you talk about Diablo being a really big deal. Like, like games that are waiting for a sequel, like GTA. Because it, it occurred to me the other day that GTA 5 was released on the PlayStation 3. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like 2010 like they, or something like they that. They have been re-releasing that game for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound yeah, like wrong. a good company to do that. Like, <laughs> how many well, times have they done Skyrim? Yeah, but they've been putting out but they've been putting out other games besides, you know, GTA games in the meantime. I so. I, I that's fine. I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm just trying to say that, that they have released that game many, many, many times. Yeah. Uh but there's there's companies like um like like Valve, like how, who's waiting for, for Portal Three? I am yeah. or Half Life Three. Or, or Half Life Three. Oh, Didn't they announce Half Life Three no. like twenty or is it Half Life Two? They're they're the three, little like episodes and, and yeah, there's a lot of little mini Half Life. The VR it, game. It I, ends in a cliffhanger and it sucks. Yeah, so, so the, that w- if they announced today Half-Life 3 is coming out, that would be important. I think people yeah. would really yes. pay attention to that because that was that, that's an epic kind of game-changing game. Do it, Gabe Newell, you coward. Do it, Gabe. <laughs> when Nerd of Godcast is calling you out. <laughs> uh, and, and, and again, there's so many wonderful games that are important to people but maybe not important games. For instance, they did a they I I really liked Undertale a lot. Mm. I thought it was Your an interesting son my son too. loved Undertale a lot too and I think that they they released a sequel or a spiritual sequel to spiritual, Undertale. Spiritual sequel. And I don't like like um uh, Hollow Knight. I really love really playing fun. Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight is a great game. It's a fantastic game and they're supposed to come out with a second one so called Silk Song. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. But who who knows when? But if you went into a room full of people unless they were kind of more adept to nuanced gaming, um, they they might not know or appreciate that Hollow Knight is a thing. I didn't know what it was. When I bought my Switch, I called the lovely Tori Line, and uh, she and her husband, I said, okay, I got a Switch. What's the first game I need to get? And they both said, Hollow Knight, get it right now. Mm. And they were right, and it was great, but it, but it's not a game that's out there enough that you go, that's an important game. Yeah. Although, I th- it's important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this all kind of came into my mind. The reason I'm asking this is because of um, Marvel. And Star Wars and and franchises like this that kind of maybe we can all sort of universally relate to. Um, Marvel movies are good historically. Star Wars movies are good historically. Even if you're not a fan of the prequels and you go, ah, you can still understand that they're important. Uh, They have added things to our culture. Um, But whereas at one time, 
every time a new Star Wars movie would come out, it was a really big deal. I remember going to see episode one and waiting in line from eight o'clock in the morning until midnight so we could be at the first show of Star Wars episode one. It was important when that was coming out. They, uh, I just saw something because it was on, on May 4th. They had a, um, you know, this was this was in 1998. Is that when that movie came out? 99. 99. This was in 1999 on uh, at Toys R Us when they did a midnight release of the Star Wars Episode One um, action figures, and it showed people kind of like filling up their baskets on May 4th, mm-hmm. uh, 1999, filling them up with all these figures for a movie that they hadn't seen yet. It was the number one comment on the thing, first comment was on there. It said, "Those Rick Oli figures are still on the pegs." <laughs> <laughs> Man, people hating on Rick Oli. Did you get a Rick Oli? I did get a Rick Oli. We bought everything. We bought it blindly and obediently to Lucas. Um, but when those movies would come out, I, I bought a ticket. The only Harry Potter movie I've ever seen, I went and bought a ticket because they were showing the trailer for Star Wars Episode Two before it. And I went to go see that movie just so I could see the trailer because we didn't have YouTube yet, right? Yep. So like the, the, that was that was the thing. It was an important thing. When, uh, when Rogue One uh, came or, uh, the Force Awakens came out. We all went to go see it on opening day. You know, those yeah. were that was really important. But now, how many Disney Plus Star Wars shows have there been, and does it feel important anymore? I would say Star Wars does more so than the MCU, just because the MCU. Well, don't has... don't jump don't jump sub- oh. subjects yet. I'm, ta- I'm oh. talking talking about Star Wars. Did, have you did you watch all three seasons of The Mandalorian? I did. Did you watch uh, Andor? I did yes. not. Did you watch Obi Wan? I did. Did you watch them all when they first came out on the days that they came out? Uh, as close to as I could, unless I had something else going on where I was able to miss it. But I tried to keep up with it as most as I could. Anybody else? I did, yeah. Um, Obi-Wan, I, I watched the day of. Uh, Andor, I still have not. I've watched like part of the first episode, but I kind of just let it fall by the wayside. Andor's really good. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the quality. This, this yeah, is no. not an indictment on quality at, at all, because just, the, we can do that all day long with Star Wars and fight over, was mm-hmm. it any good? Was well, it not any good? That, and so that, same with MCU. And that's so like, so Steven and I, if we had a conversation about the Star Wars prequels, we would have different perspectives on it, you know, because mm-hmm. what's good, what's bad, what's what his favorite, what's my favorite. Um, you know, Neff maintains that his favorite Star Wars movie is episode three. It is. So, mm-hmm. But it's not mine. So we're not going to have that conversation yeah. over who's right, who's wrong, and yeah. their personal preferences. Yeah. We're just going to talk about the, the, the importance of it's out, it's must-see TV. Yeah, so I've seen... Um a good amount of the Star Wars content that has come out. I have not seen all of it, but I know that some of that is not so much that it's not that I don't want to watch it. It's I don't really have the time to sit down and watch all of these shows anymore. So is it the quantity that makes it difficult to to consume? Yeah, there's so much, and it's not that I'm mad that they have so much. I'm so glad that there's so much more content and lore going into Star Wars and MCU. Mm -hmm. It's just... Hot dang. I I don't got a lot of time, Language, young lady. Language. (laughs) Like, you rascal. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I agree with you. And I think that there's times when I, I could probably watch a movie mm-hmm. more casually than I can sit and watch nine hours of a TV show. Yeah. yeah. And and I found myself in The Mandalorian season three, which I, which I, how long has it been done? I think a couple of weeks. Maybe maybe a month, just a couple of weeks. weeks. Yeah. Maybe about three weeks or so. Like yeah. I just finished it a few days ago. Mm-hmm. I finished it on May 4th, actually. Um, I just finished it. And, um, and I found myself as I was watching it, and again, this isn't a reflection of the quality or whether or not I liked it, because I mostly liked it. Um, I, I could criticize it, but that's not what this show is about. 
I just found myself tr- like like wanting to just get through it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. okay, just like, could this go a little faster? And there were pacing issues with the show, if I am being critical. But can it go faster? Like, I'm sitting through this thing just wanting to kind of check it off my list. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now we'll, we'll shift over to Marvel. It used to feel like a really big deal when a Marvel movie was coming out. Mm-hmm. I used to, the minute they would put tickets on sale, man, I was in the queue getting mm-hmm. those tickets. And now... I don't even see them on opening day anymore mm-hmm. because it doesn't yeah. seem urgent. It doesn't seem that important. It doesn't seem like I have to be the first one to see it. And and is it because the movies aren't as good? Maybe. Is it because there's just so much content out there that, oh, dear God, maybe. Um, wh- what, what changed? I think there is a little bit of fatigue specifically with the MCU. I saw something a little bit ago where it said like 20, 2019 to 2020, there was like, like five movies that were released uh, for the MCU with a total of like seven hours uh, worth of content. Mm -hmm. And then 2021, there were like four movies and three TV shows that equaled out to 35 hours of content. And then in 2022, it was like like 28 hours of content. Mm -hmm. So you had five and four times as much content within those two years as you did like the the previous two years. And not better content. No. Again, I'm not not trying to knock quality here, but the days when we were, when when your weak link was Ant-Man 2, and it was just like, oh, that was kind of like the least important Marvel movie mm-hmm. was like it didn't move the, the story forward necessarily but it always felt like something was going to happen something yeah. was important and now I'm, I'm watching and I'm like this isn't really important in the larger universe this just seems to be springboarding me to the next show yeah and yeah. And, and like I've told people before it's like oh should we watch Miss Marvel now who's the girl that played Kamala Khan I don't know her name, Khan. but she That's did a, such know. a good job. She was she wonderful. Fantastic. She, she was, was so great, good. Yeah, so likable. Like her show sucked. Yeah. And my like, so my son said, "Do I need to watch Miss Marvel?" And I said, "No. Watch the first episode and understand how lovable and likable she is, and then watch the post credit scene because that's what you need to watch before the, the, you, you watch the next thing. Because that's basically it. Like there was nothing in it that made me feel like this is important yeah. to this yeah. universe or even to these characters. There's so many of these stories now that are just like zero sum at the end of it it's like nothing changed nothing mattered nothing happened in this we did this whole big adventure just to kind of get back to where we started from that was my biggest criticism with ant-man and, and quantumania was just like nothing happened yeah they didn't mm-hmm. yeah. i think like i think the lack of anticipation is just gone like you know from on un- from phase one to phase four, we had that big anticipation of like, oh my gosh, like Thanos is coming and you know, he's coming and he's gonna destroy the world. What do we do? And and you see this big group of Avengers and um, people in the MCU getting together. They're, they're getting to know each other and they're getting together because they're all going t- towards one thing. Right. And I feel like after Thanos was gone, after Endgame pretty much, after that big like, who we, we went to the falling action and like after, I think what else is there to talk about? I know there's the multiverse, but I just feel like I think it is a lot of uh, content fatigue. And also, I think it's just change of direction. It feels like a lack of direction. And again, yeah. I'm not here. We, we did an episode a while back of crapping on the MCU. So I'm not I'm not trying to, to do that here. But it felt like we, we that, that, that things mattered more than they do mm-hmm. now. I just saw a thing the other day that said that the makers of Doctor Strange 2 never got to see 
WandaVision yeah, before they made it. Yeah. And that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because the multiverse could have been something that was great if every time, I mean, every movie and every show that featured the multiverse did it completely differently. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, uh, it, it just lacked such a... Um, You're so right. Yeah, it just lacked such like a uniform feeling that there was a threat. And finally, they're going to tie it all together with Kang. And now who even knows if they can use <laughs> Kang? Yeah. Poor, yeah. You don't slap your girlfriend around, guys. That's the most important thing. Don't get accused of slapping your girlfriend around. It never works out. That's mm. true, because then he won't be in movies anymore. That's what I'm saying. How are you supposed to conquer the multiverse in prison? <laughs> and you see you see a lot of the the uh, disconnectivity between them. It kind of reminds me of um, the disconnectivity between Episode 7 and Episode 8 of Star Wars, mm. because they had different writers who Correct. didn't follow the same storyline. Yeah. And then the same could be said Episode 8 and Episode 9. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and if you're going to retcon, if nothing matters, because as soon as you watch one, the next one cancels it out, or takes you on a different journey, it's there's just this, this seal, feeling of lack of continuity. Like Wanda. Wanda's Wanda's uh, story arc from WandaVision going into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is such a weird cut cut off. Yeah, are we we cheering for her? Because, oh, now we don't like her for some reason, right? Yeah, now she's the villain again? Yeah. And so the same thing, I think, now that we go back to Star Wars, and boy, they are... I remember being a kid, I, and this is my personal complaint. This might not even have anything to do with the, with the thing. But do you remember in, in Star Wars, and I'm not talking the prequels, I'm not talking the sequel trilogy, I'm just talking Star Wars when there was three of them, and it was Luke Skywalker versus his daddy, right? When when it was like we wanted the good guys to win because we wanted the, the, the Sith out, we wanted the Empire out because we wanted them to bring back the Republic. And now, because good can't just be good anymore, if you watch the Disney Plus shows, boy, they are making the New Republic out to be just as bad as anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been doing that since the Clone Wars when they decided to, you know, blur this whole thing up of just like the Jedi are just as bad as the Sith, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like there's no more good guys anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know who to root for anymore. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just so we can merchandise more red lightsabers. I, I don't know. <laughs> but they've become so so morally nebulous. And I don't even know who am I supposed to cheer for anymore. Your lightsaber is red. Yeah. So the Mandalorian was 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 fine. It was what it was. But I don't feel like it necessarily mattered a whole lot. And when would you say that Andor? Because this is what I've heard, Nick. Um, would you say that Andor was one of the best made Star Wars shows on Disney Plus? Are you talking like quality or? Yeah, story? yeah. I mean, just like interesting. This brings something new. This is a, this is a fresh take. This is. Yes. And I've not seen. I've only seen the first episode. I liked it mainly because uh, just just as far as like the, the quality of the sets, they did not use the volume as much as Mandalorian does. Interesting. Okay. So so they build out these real world areas, uh, like uh, Ferric. It is. A, it feels like a real city. So, so they they raised the bar with this show. But it's a show that we can't fully get behind and care about because the character's already dead and, like, we know where it's going to end up, right? That's why I haven't gone back and watched it because, like, uh, but... I tend to disagree. I feel, I feel like it fits really well in between the that gap that we have between... Uh, Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. And again, I'm not saying the 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 quality of it. I'm not questioning that. That's no. I've I've only really heard from most people that it is it is a good and interesting yeah. show. But there's just only so much you can get invested into a character that's got a finite runtime. Mm-hmm. And I and 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 so so let me ask you this then. Going back to the MCU, we're bouncing back and forth. And just darn you, Disney. Um, <laughs> do you, how many times did you watch the first Iron Man movie? Just guess. Probably four or five times. How many times did you watch the first Avengers movie? 
probably the same. Ten how many times, times did you watch Endgame? Two times. Oh, at least, at least three. Ten billion how many times? times how many times have you watched Black Widow? Once. A couple times. Barely Zero. the first time. How many times have you watched Shang Chi? Once. Once, but I enjoyed it. I just have. I'm not saying I. I like Shang Chi, right? How many times have you watched Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Once. So it's three times. You see the 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 staying power. Um, you guys know how I buy movies. I love buying movies. I love owning movies. I have a whole shelf that's all MCU stuff, and I stop buying them after Spider-Man: uh, No Way Home, or whatever the, the, the most recent one. No Way Home. Yeah, and it was like I was done. I don't need Shang Chi. I don't need Black Widow. I'm not gonna probably go back and watch these movies again. Now I might go and buy Guardians of the Galaxy three, and I don't want to talk about this right now because we're gonna have a special supplemental episode where we talk a little bit about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume three, and we're gonna spoil the heck out of it. I don't want to do it because not everybody here has seen it but can you imagine having gone this long and not gone to see a Marvel movie I mean it's it's like we, we just have deprioritized these things because they don't come off as important and we know the economy of these things that they're just not as important as they used to be so now let me shift gears because we're, we got to put the landing gear down tonight and, and, and land this thing and I, I don't want to just crap on Star Wars I'm not trying to just crap on Marvel I'm not trying to crap on uh, Dragon Age uh, whatever it is, Dreadwolf, Bloodworm. <laughs> I, I think, I think, and 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 I don't. Want to, I'm not trying to blame COVID or anything like that. But I mean, you, you can draw whatever conclusions. I think that for Christians, I think that for for Jesus following, Bible believing Christians, we have also, as a culture, maybe not you personally, individually, no one around this table, I would hope, but as a culture, it seems like we've deprioritized some of the things that God calls important we have made less important to us. What are your thoughts? I mean, most definitely, because I think we went through the last couple of years, it's been a lot of self-protection in one way or the other, either from, you know, the pandemic or just dealing with life um, to where I think people and Christians in general have become a little bit more not selfish, but a little bit more self-centered. Um, and I think a lot of that is evident in the fact that uh, church attendance for the most part from what I understand is down um, it, there's not as much priority in going like physically going to church um, part of that was because you know you can go to church online so easy which some people they just can't like their work schedule doesn't allow them to totally understandable but there are times where people just don't actively go to church anymore out of choice um, and I think you miss something there because there is you know a blessing of the coming together of God's people and being in, in uh, unison and in fellowship with each other to sharpen each other to encourage each other to um inspire each other and to keep each other accountable um and because of that i think you've seen a little bit of a decline in uh maybe some fruits of people specifically mm -hmm. in love i think there's been a decline in like the most important commandment that jesus said which was to love one another mm -hmm. um and that's i think taking a little bit of a decline what does that mean what does what does it mean to you guys to, to see uh, do you see a, a declination in love amongst christians and what does that look like if you do I mean, for me, having worked in a like customer guest facing role where I'm dealing with people all the time, I've definitely noticed a change in how people treat others, not only, not only themselves, but like workers and things like that. And like people who will proclaim themselves as Christians are just being like unhinged. And this is like excluding um, even like 
post-COVID wearing masks, restrictions, stuff like that. Like even as those things have gone away, we've still seen a lot of people just being really nasty to each other. And these are people who like I see they've got that ZD 8.3 bumper sticker on their car. Local Christian radio station. A local Christian radio station. They've got all these different stickers. Like I don't know if you guys do this when you're driving around, but I definitely will like look at the bumper stickers on a car and I kind of judge people accordingly. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) Um, They're asking for it. It's okay. It's yeah. Like you can you can kind of get a gauge for who a person is by what they're willing to stick on the back of their car. And unfortunately, like I've even gotten into the habit where like I'll start to see things and I'm like, man, you got all these Christian stickers. Are you actually like preaching love and like having those fruits of the spirit or are you one of those Christians who proclaims it but you're gonna like cuss out your barista because they messed up your order like I I have I don't want to say lost faith in humanity because I haven't but man it's 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 pretty demoralizing to see people who claim to be Christians treat others the way that they've been treating them. So why why is that less important to people now? Like what like is that just becoming more obvious, or is it are people really deprioritizing that? I oh go ahead. No, I was just saying I think it comes from a place of compromise. I think mm. uh, we've we've gone to a place where uh, fitting in has become a bigger priority than mm-hmm. uh, living our faith and living uh, true faith. Uh, compromising in different areas of your life, uh, just giving into basically like being in high school and giving into peer pressure kind mm-hmm. of things. Uh, I think that compromise, uh, historically and biblically, has led to a lot of uh, downfalls, uh, especially in um, the church. Uh, we look at the Old Testament, we see that a lot uh, where compromise uh, destroyed the nation of Israel. And I think that we could see that same thing in uh, the destruction of uh, the church, mm-hmm. the, the modern church. The yeah. modern church. You feel like the modern church is is in the in the midst of a destruction. Uh, if, if we consider if the, or and and forgive the terminology, or would you rather say maybe a deconstruction? Mm. Yeah, I could see that. I could see a deconstruction. I would say, uh, kind of leaning on what Stephen said earlier, is like people have kind of fallen into a habit of protecting themselves, and I would even go so far as to say selfish instead of self-centered. Honestly, which so is you, the the polar opposite of what Christ followers correct. supposed like to be. Correct. Like you, yep. you, you went through this traumatic experience, like we all did as a culture in like 2020, and and so, I'm completely not willing, even though I, I open up with that, I don't want to blame. I know, and it's I, not that. I, I, it's I not only that, but the it's pandemic a big, only shows you. It only it only exposes what was already under Correct. the surface and it, and it encouraged people to like it's not the only reason but it encouraged people to kind of rely on themselves and seal themselves off from others to protect themselves i also believe this is my just my own opinion i think christians have become a little bit more greedy mm-hmm. and a little bit more i feel like politics entered the yeah. church and because of that i think because it's tearing people apart in the real world, it's coming to the church and it is tearing apart the kingdom. Uh, so I, I yeah. let me let me bring that back to the frame of some of the movies that we've that we were talking about, and we'll pick again on Marvel and and, and Star Wars. Um, I think what happens is when you start to push, instead of pushing the narrative and the spirit and the theme of the franchise that you're producing and that you're creating for, uh, when you start weaving in a, a message of we're going to bring this this ideology that we subscribe to that maybe everybody doesn't subscribe to, but we're going to weave it in and hammer it home and just like put it in everybody's face, you you start to to get a little bit off 
pace. You get to a, a little bit off pace of this is the this is we're not creating a pure message anymore. Now we're weaving in other messages. Uh, we're mixing in other things, and it becomes um, I mean not just watered down, but completely tainted. Yeah. And and we've seen that in in some of the different uh, representations. We've seen these kind of uh, worldly agendas that have come in and maybe depurified some of the franchises. And again, I'm not looking to Marvel or Star Wars or any of the things that we look to as like some high watermark of, you know, faith. Uh, <laughs> my, my relationship with Jesus was never contingent upon whether Tony Stark would be the guy that laid down his life, laid on, you know, laid on the wire and, and you know, sacrificed for everybody else. But uh, now it seems like we're trying to push, they are trying to push more and more uh, on, on, onto us, and that's the same thing that I do see happening in the church. Uh, uh, the church has become entangled, compromised, and tainted by politics on both sides of the aisle. Yes. The, the church has become um, watered down and tainted by um, celebrity culture. You know, yep. we put forward um, pastors who would rather be TikTok famous than make Jesus famous. Mm -hmm. And I, again, I'm not knocking anybody else's ministry. I mean, God help all of us to judge ourselves mm -hmm. so that, that God doesn't. But uh, we have we have become, we have substituted the the mission. We have substituted our the burden of the gospel for the glories of the, what, the, what the world uh, esteems. And those things have become kind of tainted, twisted, and uh, and tossed into who we are as a church. Uh, we have, this really, this really convicted me the other day as I was writing sort of some promotional materials for some marketing for our church. And at the end of writing this whole big thing, and it was really well worded, I would have brought it in here if I wasn't so morbidly embarrassed by what I wrote. And it was just like, why should you come to our church was basically the thrust of this thing. Mm -hmm. If you come to our church, we have this, we have this, we have this, we'll do this, you'll experience this, you do this. And you know at the end of it, you know what I, it read like? Come to our church because our church service is for you. And I immediately, I immediately, when I reread that, I felt so repentant and I said, God, how dare I create a Sunday experience where I am catering to the whims and needs of people when what I should be doing is leading people to cater to you. When people should be coming in here not to be served, but to serve God. And Christians have gotten that so backwards that all we want to do is sit in a place that plays our jam, to sit in a place that has somebody who entertains us, to sit in a place where nobody asks us to do more or give more or be more than we're comfortable being and and, if, and if, if they dare to do that then we'll just go find somewhere else how dare we go to a place that God plants us if somebody says something that we don't immediately and instantly agree with and that doesn't challenge our lifestyle how dare anybody ask a Christian to follow Jesus a little bit more how dare we decide to make God's word the number one authority and if there's something disagreeable about that to us then we're wrong because we don't want God God to be right. We want God to be our genie. We want God to come in and entertain us. And forgive me for getting a little heated about this, but I was so broken mm -hmm. because I believe that there's churches all across this country and maybe even around this world right now that are building churches for the comfort of people mm -hmm. instead of for the glory of God. And in mm -hmm. doing that, we're training young leaders. We're training Christians that we come to church 
so that we can be served instead of coming to church to serve, glorify, and honor God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because that is what the church is for. Mm-hmm. Our lives are for Him. And if, if we mess that message up, what are the what's the greatest thing that Stephen you said it earlier? That we got faith, we got hope, we got love. What's the greatest of these? Love. First Corinthians thirteen thirteen. So if we know that the greatest of these is love, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus told the, the, the believers, he said, what is the greatest commandment? In Matthew 22, 36 through 39, Jesus said, they say, what's the greatest commandment of the law, teacher? And Jesus said, love your neighbor. No. Oh. Love God. He said, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. That was what I jumped to. Sorry. And (laughs) and I get it. And you're not, you're not, that wasn't a bad answer, but it was the wrong answer because sometimes we will placate ourselves by doing actions that show love to other people and we have forgotten to love God. It has to be loving God first, obeying God Mm -hmm. first. Jesus Jesus said, look, love one another. That's Mm -hmm. a new command I give you. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. So you're not like wrong. Mm -hmm. He in fact says, this is how people are going to know that we're his disciples. If you love one another. So that's a good thing. But the Mm -hmm. first thing we have to do is we have to love God. We have to serve God. We have to honor God. We have to esteem God. We have to put him first. And that is not the hallmark of Christians. It used to be that you'd go see a Marvel movie and you know that it was going to be good because it was a Marvel movie. You trusted it. Even at their worst, they were still better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we loved Shazam because it was the most Marvel DC movie that there was and everything else was like, ah, right? But, but Marvel, we could count on. Marvel, we could trust. We knew it was going to be great. Uh, man, wouldn't it be great if the world would look at the church and say, we know it's going to be uh, integrous. We know it's going to be excellent. We know it's going to be loving. We know it's going to be God-centered and based on truth and, and reality of, of what the Bible says because it's Christians doing it. But we don't have that reputation anymore. And for the love of God, if Marvel can't get their good reputation back and Star Wars can't get their good reputation back or Disney can't get their good reputation back, don't even get me started on, on some of those live-action Disney remakes. I mean, the we, I, I used to trust you. When a Disney animated movie came out, I lived through the Disney renaissance in the 90s. I was there, my friends. Pixar and when movie. a Disney movie came out, when a Pixar movie came out, we drew, we just trusted it. And we don't live in that world anymore. But all of that aside, for the love of everything holy, people should look at the church and just trust that we're going to do what's right and we're going to honor God and we're going to love people because this is the thing that God called us to do. This is the thing that God commands us to do. And if we do otherwise, we are wrong. Dear God, pass the Tylenol. (laughs) That is literally all the time that we have and certainly all the energy that I have for this. I'm so sorry if... If you are mad, but man, just let's let's just be better Christians. Let's be better Christians. Let's honor God first and foremost, because that's the that's the only story that we were called to be telling. So, uh, hey, listen, guys, uh, thank you for being with us. We got to go home. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, any other last thoughts? If it's if it's really good, I'll yield to you. I mean, I don't know. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> this is just what kind of came to mind when you're when you're going through that was. Um, love can be all inclusive, but it's not all allowing. And I feel like Christians try to allow everything in love, but they, without trying to 
to show people that God loves them, but to make sure that God doesn't allow everything. Not everything is okay. I'm not. Yeah, and, and I agree with you, but I think I still think that second shelf. I think that you're right. There's nothing that you said that was wrong. Nothing that you said that I disagree with. And I, but I still don't think it's the most important thing. I think the first and the most important thing is is our relationship with God our individual personal relationships with God, and then we can express that expectation upon other people. Uh, I am not in the, I'm not remotely, I don't care if you're right or if you're wrong, but I, how dare I play the game of operation and try to take a speck out of your eye when I'm standing before God with a lumber store in mind. And that's uh, so 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 get it right, guys. Get it right. The, the the most important thing is to love other people. There's people going to hell right now, and they're not going to come into your church and listen to your pastor. I don't care how funny or charming he is. They're not coming there because Christians act like jerks. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Get right with God, and uh, and maybe he'll honor us by making Marvel movies great again. <laughs> that is all the time that we have for today, you guys. Please uh, let, let us know why I am why I need to calm down and switch to decaf. Let us know uh, what your thoughts are. Let us know how we can do better, because if we're not trying to do better, we, we are, are people who used to follow Jesus and not people who are still following Jesus. Uh, please visit us online. Go to our patreon.com slash nerdygodcast to be financial supporters of this ministry. And, um, and if you... If you're still here, uh, may God bless you. May he encourage you and may he challenge you to, in the words of uh, Scott Higa, uh, to be a better nerd, to, to love God and be a better nerd. Uh, love, be a better, be a better Christian first, uh, in, in my words. So uh, for all of us here at the Nerd of God cast, Steve-O's Primo. See you guys again in five months. <laughs> you rascals. <laughs> Jamaican Ollie. Irie. <laughs> Quentin Gregory Neff. Rii. <laughs> Jackie freaking Wilson. Bye. MegaCon Liz. Play Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Not a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor, not an official uh, endorsement of the Nerd of God cast. Nick the Engineer. Goodbye. And uh, for some reason, over in the back corner in a prone position, just spying on us all, uh, everybody's favorite Puerto Rican, lovely lady Lise Body. Until next time, we ain't got to go home. But, but we, we can't stay here. All right. Uh, the dumpsters are only for trash bags and any boxes thrown and must be flattened first. Do not throw furniture in the dumpsters. Anyone found doing so will be fined. Good to know. Tony. <laughs> Anybody eating out of the dumpsters will be fine. <laughs> That's right, because if you're eating out of a dumpster, you are a Taco Bell thinking outside of the bun, hot sauce, fire sauce, Baja Blast Freeze, loving American. Baja. 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 Yeah. Baja. That's I, it. <laughs>